Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. with Red Reed in the thrilling adventure, Traitor's Reward. The Green Hornet strikes again. editorial policy of every great newspaper reflects the wisdom and the courage and the integrity of the men behind the headlines. Although the greater part of the staff at the Daily Sentinel regarded Brett Reed, the publisher, as a more or less irresponsible playboy, they all admired their employer on one common ground. Like his father before him, Brett Reed was absolutely fearless in his views. From the managing editor down to the copy boy, they knew that the boss wanted one thing in the Daily Sentinel the truth, and plenty of it. It was late afternoon as Britt Reed entered the building and made his way through the city room to his private office. Hello, Mr. Reed. Hello, Raleigh. Hi, Mr. Reed. Hello, Harry. Larry. Yeah, boss? Get Gundy and come into my office, will you, please? Yeah, sure, right away. Miss Case, will you call the morgue and have someone bring up all the files we have on J.D. Stanley, please? Yes, Mr. Reed. I'll be tied up with Gunnigan and Lowry for a little while, and I'd like not to be disturbed. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Byers. This is Mr. Reed's office. Will you send up everything you have on file regarding J.D. Stanley? Yes, that's right. Yes, he wants the complete file. Thank you. Uh, go right in, Mr. Gunnigan. Mr. Reed's waiting for you. Thanks. Hiya, Casey. Is the uh, boss in a good humor, huh? He just sent down for the files on J.D. Stanley. So you figure it out. Uh-oh. You know, I'm beginning to think maybe Reed don't like that guy. Hmm, it's nice for the Sentinel that, uh, that you're beginning to think, Lowry. Oh, now, listen, Oh, Casey. go on, Scoop. The boss is waiting. Come on, Lowry. Huh? Oh, yeah. See you later, Casey. Hello, Gunnigan. Yes. Come on in. Sit down. What's up, Chief? Yeah. You've been getting repercussions from our friend Stanley again? Well, our friend Mr. Stanley is very unhappy with the Daily Sentinel. It seems he's developing blisters on top of his feet. Yeah. Uh, that comes from us plumping on his toes, huh? What's the big shot going to do now, Mr. Reed? 
sue us again? No, Stanley knows better than to bring his war with the Sentinel into court. Oh, that guy's a phony, boss. I agree with you, Lowry, but remember this. J.D. Stanley is a big man politically. And if he ever gets the chance, he'll spend every dollar he's got to put the Sentinel out of business. In other words, he's a sworn enemy of ours. And because of that, we have to regard him as dangerous. Mr. Reed is right, Lowry. Yeah. Well, what's up now, boss? You both know my policy in running this paper. We build a tremendous amount of confidence and goodwill with our readers because we make a point of telling the truth. Sure. And we got the biggest circulation in town. Right. Now, listen. At a meeting of the city council last night, the purchase of a 400-acre tract out in Roselawn was approved for the new municipal airport. Yeah, that's right. I was reading about it this morning. And you probably know that the city paid $260,000 for that land. Yeah. And if you ask me, the city didn't wait for their change. They certainly paid enough for it. Too much, Gunnigan, much too much. It's ordinary farmland, which is all that tract amounts to. It's worth about $40 an acre, or maybe 50 Why, well, half of that land is swamp. Exactly. And that means a nice, fat contract for somebody to fill in the swamp. Uh, I think I see what you mean. It so happens that J.D. Stanley is a member of the board that recommended this site for the new airport. Oh, oh the plot thickened. Yeah, to me, the plot's beginning to curdle. Laurie, there's a story here, a big story, and I want you to find it. I want to know why the taxpayers are buying land at $650 an acre when it's actually worth about 10% of that amount. That's your assignment, Lowry, and stay with it for further notice. Okay. I might even do a little investigating on uh, Mr. J.D. Stanley, huh? Do a lot of investigating on Stanley. The more, the better. Gunnigan, there's a stench in this thing that'll shake the city. As soon as you get a story on it, I want you to go the limit. Sure. It'll be a pleasure, Mr. Reed. I don't care whose toes you step on. Just see to it that you step hard. Uh, you know, to hear you talk like that, boss, it's... Well, it's almost like having your dad back on the paper. Mr. Reed, the boy just brought up those file drafts for us. Oh, good. Bring them in. Well, that's all, gentlemen. And good luck. Thanks. Good See you later. Today. Here you are, Mr. Reed. Thank you. Hmm. The size of these files, it's no wonder Mr. Stanley's got blisters on his feet. Well, let's see just how many times we have stepped on his toes. <laughs> few days, Ed Lowry disappeared from his usual hunts. With the eagerness of a fox terrier on a scent, the reporter stayed on the track of his story, reporting to Gunnigan regularly on the telephone. Steady desk. Gunnigan speaking. Listen, this is Lowry. Yeah? How you doing? I'm staying with it, pal. And here's something you might care to use. The day before the city council okayed that airport site for 260000 bucks, they turned down a site that was offered for the same price... About a half a mile farther out. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Except the one they turned down was good, solid ground. And the one they bought is a swamp. Boy, you should see it. It's like they bought a landing field for a seaplane. Yeah? Well, keep in touch with me. Look at them steam shovels. I bet I'd like to run one of them. Yeah. Well, when you grow up to be a big man, Sonny, maybe you'll be an engineer, huh? Sure, that's what I want to be. My pop's an engineer. Well, that's so? Does your pop drive a steam shovel? No, he hires other fellas to do that. Oh, oh, he must be a foreman then. Is your pop working on this job? Sure, he's the boss. That's my pop over there talking to Uncle John. 
Oh, you mean the fellow with the blueprints under his arm? Oh, is that your pop? Sure. He's got the contract for making the ground level out here so the airplanes can land. Pop says when the airport is finished, he's going to take me up for riding one of those. Wait a minute, Sonny. Is your dad Mr. Jenkins, the contractor? Sure he is. Ain't that what I've been trying to tell you? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, which one is Uncle John? He's right over there. Uncle John's the one Pop's talking to. The man's sitting in his car. Oh, go on. Don't try to kid me, Sonny. I know that man. Oh, and he's not your uncle. Well, he is so my uncle. You want to bet on it? Sure. I'll bet you a nickel. All right. Come on over and I'll prove it to you. Boy, you'll be sorry you bet because you're going to lose. You wait and see. I hope I do, Sonny. I hope I do. Hey, Pop! You know what this guy just said? He's trying to say that Uncle John ain't my uncle. Huh? What's that? Well, this guy thinks he's smart, see? And he bet me a nickel, too. Well, tell the man he lost his bet, Jimmy. Because I must admit you're my favorite nephew. There, you see? Come on, wise guy. Pay up. Sure, kid. Here's half a buck. You win. Hey, a half a dollar. Jiminy, thanks. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you very much. What's the gag, mister? How come you're so interested in the kid's relations? I'm not, Mr. Stanley. But I think the taxpayers might be. They might be interested to know that Mr. J.D. Stanley keeps their dough right in the family and right in his family. Just a minute. Who are you? Ed Lowry, reporter for the Daily Sentinel. Sentinel? Are you snooping right up a good mind? Yes, sure, but you won't. Now, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen, I think I'll call my paper. That evening, at his country estate, John D. Stanley was speaking angrily to his closest associate, Fred Baker. I tell you, that guy Reed is going to make trouble. But what can he do, John? After all, there's nothing illegal in you giving that grading contract to Jenkins, even if he is your brother-in-law. No? You suppose they find out the price of Jenkins' bid on the contract? Suppose they find out that the other contractors bid for that job at just about half his price? Then what? I admit it might look bad, but I still say there's nothing illegal about it. Now, stop worrying about that newspaper. No, Fred, that newspaper's dangerous. When old man Reed was running it, he spent all of his time trying to pin something on me. Now that kid of his has got the same idea. Well, after all the scandal you've been through, I wouldn't worry about Don't it. Don't talk like a fool. You think I care what those dopes dig up on that airport deal? Of course not. Just as they get to snooping around too much, they might find out other things. Yeah, yeah, right. What's to be done about it? Well, what do you think? There's just one guy at the head of every deal, isn't there? I'm at the head of the Stanley Enterprises... Britt Reed is at the head of the Daily Sentinel, and Carl Krieger is the head of... <laughs> Krieger? Sure, why not? He owes us a few favors, doesn't he? Come on, let's pay a visit on friend Carl right now. Ah, there's too much static... Perhaps later the reception will be improved. Now I will prepare this message in code. And later this evening. Uh -huh. Who's there? Henry. Come in quickly. Mm, all alone, huh? Where is everybody, Carl? What do you want here? 
Huh? Why, uh, Mr. Baker and I just dropped in for a little visit. <laughs> sure. I haven't time to visit, Mr. Stanley. Say, now, what's the matter with you? What are you sore about? Last week, you were to get us some information about troop movements to the coast. Oh, yes, but you see, We didn't I... get that information and consequently lost much valuable time because of you. Well, I know, but look, Carl, I'm I... not interested in your weak explanations. We don't get ahead through failure. I've been busy. Matter of fact, I haven't had much time to... to uh, find out things for you lately. Then you'd better rearrange your schedule to provide whatever time is necessary. Or... Were you perhaps thinking of withdrawing from our organization? Well, yes. You, you see, I... Listen to me, Stanley. There is one thing that your people hate more than an enemy agent. And that is a traitor. But it's getting too risky. Would you rather risk the Gestapo? Oh, now, now look, Carl. Let's forget it, huh? I'll play ball with you. You should. Listen, I've got a special favor to ask. Suppose I wanted to, to eliminate a certain party... It might prove troublesome to both of us. Yes, go on. Would you be interested in helping me? I might. Who is this uh, certain party? His name is Britt Reed, and he's the publisher of the Daily Sentinel. So, I've read some very unkind remarks about you in that paper recently. Yes, but they don't know anything yet. You think oh. they might learn something eventually, is that it? Yes, that's it. Now, how about it? I'll pay you well, Krieger. You can pay me through... Um, uh, shall we say, an exchange of service. Yes, that, that shouldn't be very difficult, not at all. How will you do it, Carl? How? I don't know. There are many ways. However, don't concern yourself with my methods as long as you get the necessary results. We'll see that Mr. Reed is removed within the very near future. Fine. Now, that's fine, Carl. You see, Baker, didn't I tell you Carl could take care of this thing for us? I'm sure Mr. Krieger will do a very thorough job. Sure. Well, you let me know if I can do something for you, Carl. You can do something for me. Right now, my friend. All right, you name it. There's a United States destroyer tied up in the harbor. I understand she put in last week for repairs. Uh, destroyer? Uh-huh. Yes, Mr. Stanley. I want at least ten hours' notice before that ship goes to sea. Now, wait a minute. I told you I wouldn't get mixed up in anything like that. Don't you mixed up in it right now, my friend. <laughs> I will have everything arranged so that the American people will have a chance to see one of their fighting ships blown to bits right before their eyes. <laughs> Remember, I want ten hours' notice to bring a German submarine to the entrance of the harbor. We continue with our adventure in just a moment. But first, we pause for a meeting of the Law and Order Roundtable conducted by the Green Hornet. Friends of the Green Hornet Roundtable. Last week, I was talking to an enthusiastic young air cadet. He remarked that after the war, with the airplane to bridge distance for us, the whole world will be just one big neighborhood. And shortly after I'd said goodbye to him, I remembered what he'd said. You boys and girls in your lifetime as citizens will find countries growing even more closely together. Instead of seeing what the kids down the block are doing, as you did when you were children, you look around you to see what's going on in England, in China, in Russia. Yes, and in Germany, too. It's a challenge to you young people, a wonderful, exciting challenge, for the task of molding international understanding and peace will be in your hands. There's no better way to ensure that understanding 
and by building a strong home government free of rackets and petty politicians. So be sure you build with knowledge. Know the public officials serving your government. Elect men who are pledged to preserve the way of life we're fighting for. Remember, your ballot controls a government. Use it wisely. Now, back to our story. After nearly a week of persistent effort, Ed Lowry finally stumbled on a clue which indicated that John D. Stanley might have more than a common interest in the transaction of land for the new municipal airport. It was evening when Lowry finally reached Britt Reed at the latter's apartment. Yes, one moment, please, Mr. Lowry. I will call Mr. Britt to telephone. Lowry, huh? Hello, Ed. Listen, boss. I think I turned up something on that airport deal. Good. Let's hear it. Well, I was down at the recorder's office this afternoon, like you told me. And that whole transaction was handled through an attorney. Oh? Yeah. And guess who the attorney is? None other than J.D. Stanley's bosom pal, Fred Baker. Did you get the name of the actual seller? No, but I did find out this much. The property was bought for $10,000 just 10 days before it was sold to the city. For $260,000. It's a quarter of a million dollars. Not a bad profit for 10 days' work. So what do you want me to do now? I can't get any further until we find out who Baker was acting for. Oh, that's right, Ed. Uh, tell you what. This thing may break any moment. You go on up to the office and write your story. Call Gunnigan and tell him what you've learned. And meanwhile, uh, I'll contact a couple of people I know uh, in the real estate business. Yeah. Okay, boss. I may see you later. I left my car back at the building when Cato picked me up this afternoon. Bye. You, you learned something, Mr. Bridge? Maybe, maybe not. One thing is sure, though. It's time for the Green Hornet to take a hand in this case. Oh, we take Black Beauty? Yes, and I want the Hornet mask and the gas gun. We're going to pay a call on my friend Stanley right now. A few seconds later, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment house itself. The passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered, black beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Brett Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front rose automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty roared into the darkness. Yes? Oh, hello, John. Yes, I was just getting those figures together. 
Yes, all right. Yes. Goodbye. Now, let's see. 25,000. 27, 15. I take it that Mr. Stanley isn't here. Who are you? The Hornet. The Green Hornet. I was hoping to have a little visit with Brother Stanley, but since he isn't around, you'll do. What do you want? Come now, what does the Hornet usually want? Money, I've heard. Well, your hearing in this case is excellent. How much do you and Stanley think you could spare on that airport deal? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, look, little man, I haven't time to play, and when I do play, I get rough. Maybe you'd better break down and tell me some things I'm anxious to know. Who did you handle this airport deal for? A man named Dexter. Dexter, huh? Yes, I can show you the contract. It's right here in the desk. I'll get it. Oh, no, you don't drop that gun. Let go of me, you dirty... The pot calls the kettle black. Oh, oh. Ah, that's what I mean. Thank you, Breaker. Now, let's talk, shall we? Oh. You won't get anything out of me. You don't mind if I try, do you? Wait. Wait a minute. What is it you want? Information, little man. First, I want to know just what financial interest Mr. John Stanley has in that site for the new municipal airport. He, he was the owner of the land. Aha. Uh-huh. How long did he own that land, Baker? He... I bought it for him uh, just the week before it was sold to the city. Mm-hmm. In other words, you handled the whole transaction, exercising your legal power of attorney, right? Yes. That was what we might call, uh, in underworld parlance, a fast take. You buy a piece of swamp land this week for 10000 bucks, Sell it to the city fathers next week for $260,000. Hmm, fast. Well, by the way, how much do you get out of this grab? I work for Mr. Stanley on a straight salary basis. Yeah, well, from here on out, you'll be working on a straight commission. And you'll probably find Alcatraz is full of smart lawyers, like yourself. How long you stay there depends on how fast you talk here, right now. I've told you what you wanted to know. I don't want your word. I want proof. You'll find the original abstract in the desk of a right-hand drawer. Yes, there's the whole file. Wait a minute. What's this other file here? Mark Krieger. Who's Krieger? It's nothing. Nothing at all. Just some paper. Get out of my way. No, please. Get out of my way, you rat. If there's anybody else mixed up in this deal, I want to know. Oh. Stanley Enterprises go in for a little sabotage on the side, huh? No. Listen, Hornet. You want money, don't you? We'll pay you anything you ask. Shut up. This memo here, Mark Quack. Quack. All right, little man, what's the plan on that destroyer? I don't know. Never mind, I can find out myself. Oh, listen. Stanley's tied up with Krieger, Nazi agent. He's supposed to notify Krieger when the destroyer is ready to put to sea. And then? The destroyer will be sunk right at the harbor entrance by a German submarine. Would have been sunk, you mean. Because right now, the only thing that's going to get sunk is your pal Stanley, along with you and this Nazi Krieger. Yes, and I think I can arrange a very warm reception for the lads in that U-boat. By the way, just how would I get in touch with Krieger? I don't know. (laughs) Don't. I'll tell you. Yeah. He lives in a garage apartment at 1400 Hillcrest. Right up on the sound overlooking the bay. Well, I think I'll use your telephone now and pass this information along to the people who can make the most use of it. 
But since the conversation might prove embarrassing to you, I'll just... No, put up that gun. Don't shoot me. I've told you everything. Relax, you rat. This is practically painless. No, no. Take it, little man. No, no, no. Pleasant dreams, Mr. Baker. City desk. Who's talking? This is Ed Lowry. Listen, sweetheart, this is the Green Hornet. What? You heard me. Now pin back your ears and get ready to call your pals at the FBI. This is the hottest news you'll ever hear. Hello? Oh, this is John Stanley. Yes, Miss Gutberg Stanley. The destroyer is putting out to sea tonight, and our submarine will be waiting at the harbor entrance. Good. Listen, I just got home. Green Hornet's been here. He's found out everything about us. What? The Green Hornet? I found Fred Baker unconscious. There's a note here from the Hornet to the FBI. They're after us both. Himmel. The Hornet took the evidence from my files, and he's delivering it to the Daily Sentinel. Fred Reed will be dead before midnight. Are you sure? I have personally taken care of that, as I promised you. Good. I'm getting out of here. I've got to get that stuff the Hornet delivered to the newspaper. Yes. Stop or I shoot. We'll do the shooting, Fritzy. Okay, boys, put your axes to work on that radio transmitter. There she lays, boy. Just like a sitting bird. Steady now. Steady. Steady as you go, Skipper. Now. Look out below, Adolf. Surprise. Right on the button, Skipper. One less submarine for Uncle Sammy to worry about. Let's go downstairs. Jupiter, Gunnigan, look at this stuff, will you? Well, there's enough evidence here against John Stanley to hang him a hundred times. I always knew that guy was a rat, but I never thought he'd think so low as to team up with Hitler. Gee whiz, Mr. Lorry. To think it was the Green Hornet gave me that stuff to bring up here. Boy, the nerve of that guy. The Daily Sentinel offering a $25,000 reward for him, and he stops right in front of the building, hands the stuff to a newsboy, and zooms away in that car of his. Like three flights. Yeah. Well, this stuff sure closes a book on John Stanley, and I don't mean maybe. You haven't got John Stanley yet. Get your hands up quick. What Stanley, what are you doing here? Put that file on the table, you dirty snipper. I'll teach you guys to meddle in my business. Do as he says, Larry. Okay, you rat. Now what are you going to do? I'm going to pay you off, wise guy. There he is. Come on. Hey, I... sounds like maybe the cops still want you, Stanley. Police. Well, they won't get me, never. Get out of my way. Sorry, Gunnigan, what's all the excitement? Stanley just got away with all the evidence the Green Hornet brought here. Come on, we can chase him in my car. It's outside the back entrance. He's making for the stairs, out the back way. Come on, Frank, he's getting away, out the back. There he Goodness, all the excitement around here last night. Excitement, she says. 
Oh, you should have been here, Casey. Yeah, boss, what were you doing here at that time of night? Well, I just stopped in on my way home, Laurie. But after it happened to my car, I'm glad I wasn't here earlier. Now, that's a, that's a thing I can't figure out. What was that bomb planted in your car for? For me, obviously. Yeah. And then Stanley tries for a getaway in your car and Bluey. The bomb was evidently timed to go off when the car reached a certain speed. Yeah, and believe me, brother, it sure went off with a bang. Oh, it makes me shudder just to think of it. Yes, sir, Reed, you sure missed out on plenty of excitement. The Green Hornet calls up and gives me all the dope on that submarine trap for the destroyer and the address of that spy hangout and then says he's going to see that I get all the evidence I need on J.D. Stanley. You know, sometimes I can't figure that guy out. Well, maybe you shouldn't bother trying. just heard the adventure, Traitor's Reward. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They're copyrighted features of the Green Hornet, Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Don Toth speaking. This program has come to you from the studios of WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.